Shall we read a poem from A Light in the Attic? Hello all and welcome to Shall We Read a Poem? I'm Russ. And I'm Lauren. You are just banged up, ain't you? I just have a little bandage on my finger, but I guess I uh, sliced it pretty badly today unlocking my bike. I have a broken water bottle cage on my bike, and for some reason it's very bitey. And it bit the Your fuck out of me. Your knee also hurt. That's right. And I have KT tape all over my knee. What is KT tape? Kinesio tape. It is uh, something is it you... Is that brown stuff? It can be brown. It's these strips of tape that you used, in my case, to keep my patella tracking correctly. I don't even know what I did to my oh. knee. I woke up one morning and it hurt like fuck. Is yours blue or pink? Mine is actually black with some brown stripes on it. Oh. I googled KT tape to get an idea of what it looked like, and it seems to be predominantly blue and pink. I've had it all sorts of colors. But not to impose gender roles on anyone. That's so weird. It looks like they've gotten ahead of this, Mm -hmm. and so all of the pictures I'm seeing are everyone is wearing blue and pink tape. No one is wearing just the one. Yeah. Fuck, man. We need better things to worry about. Give me hair so I can dye it pink. (laughs) You have hair somewhere, I'm sure. Ah, well, that that would be the gayest thing in history. If I walked around like shirtless during Pride with just pink chest hair sprouting out, holy mm-hmm. fuck! <laughs> I'm sure somebody does. That would be the tits, man. The pink tits. The pink tits. The pink tit hair. <laughs> Some people dye their armpit hair. Yeah, that's weird. But I shave that too, so I yeah. Don't... Yeah. So, the shelters are full. The rescues are full. Stop giving away your COVID pets, you fuckers. Uh, well, I don't really blame people. Like, the, sure, some people are selfish, but I think the big problem is that everything's gotten so expensive. People can't afford to live in homes, even. <laughs> uh, but especially, they can't live in homes that allow pets. And on top of that. Pet food has gotten really expensive, and veterinary care is super expensive, and people can't really afford pets right now, and it sucks, and so a lot of people are abandoning them. I would eat my pet first. <laughs> like, that would be so much more humane. Yeah. Because one, it's, it's like, there you are with your little buddy, and all of a sudden, boop, the lights go out, and he, he died with his bestest friend in the whole wide world, and then you get a stew. <laughs> I guess that does help with the inflation problem in meat. Especially if your pet is a fucking rabbit. Like, they're just food. Oh, it's... I'm <laughs> My like, wife I'm just like... looked over at me in horror. <laughs> I'm like looking at you very sadly, but I'm also a vegetarian, so I'm allowed. Yeah. I'm allowed to be horrified. But you know, you could turn them into a rug. You know the funniest goddamn I'm thing? I'm thinking of I Minerva into... as a rug. <laughs> well, I mean, she'd be a, like a bath mat. <laughs> She's so terrible and I love her. I can't believe that this exists. Um, now that I am Picard, it's much easier to uh, explore the wild suburbs, of which I live in one, and come to find out there is a Bass Pro Shop in Tawasin. And I thought Canada would be smarter. But as it turns out, no. For those of you who have never had the pleasure, a Bass Pro Shop is like if a sporting goods store 
became a theme park dedicated to the Second American Amendment. I mean, I've been in one before. I think I was looking for, uh, like, blister tape. They didn't have it. it. That is hilarious to me. Because if you need all of the guns, they have those. And if you need taxidermied animals or gummy worms or a barbecue, they have all that too. But if you need something to deal with the blisters on your feet from hiking for too long, nah. At least not the one I went to. Wall to wall, taxidermied animals. At the far end, there's a giant aquarium. And dispersed throughout the... And this place is the size of an airport. These things are cartoonishly large, and there's always a there's always a restaurant in them, and at the back left corner is always the guns that that has not varied from the ones I knew in the states to the one I know here, and to the right is boats, and there in between you can also there's pop guns for the kids which I really enjoy, and if you need a twelve kilo bag of gummy worms, well by God we got you sorted. They're right next to the cherry sours. Really. Fuck, I love gummy worms. I, when I was at Sea Otter this year, Bass Pro Shop was there. They had a booth. I was like, what is Bass Pro Shop doing at Sea Otter? I guess they're, I guess they're like adjacent to outdoorsy stuff. Pretty sure it was Bass Pro Shop. What's the other one? Oh, there's two. So there's there's Bass Pro. There's Bass Pro Shop, right? Oh, you you know you're right. There's there's four actually. So there's I'm uh, sure it was, Dick. Maybe it was Dick's rather than Bass Pro Shop. Yeah, Dick's is really similar similar to Bass Pro, but there's Dick's, there's Bass Pro, there's Cabela's, and then there's Gander Mountain, and they're all exactly yeah. the same store. I think it was Bass Pro and not Dick's, but it might have been. I always mix them up. But anyway, they had a booth, and I was on my swag run at that point, meaning I was going to see where all the free cool free shit was, and I'm like passing by Bass Pro Shop, and they have some like rather unimpressive bags there and i'm like what are you guys doing at a bike show and they're like would you like to sign up for a credit card if you sign up for a for a bass pro credit card you can have one of these bags and i'm like absolutely not what the hell that's your thing is you're like sign up for a credit card you're not selling anything you're not even running a raffle you're like sign up for a credit card and you'll get a flimsy ass bag. Whoopty fuck. Yeah, whoopty fucking do. There's a booth like just a couple stops down that is giving away way better stuff for free. Eat my tires. That guy over there is giving away pies. I don't have to sign up for anything. He's just giving away pies. Pretty much. What are these made from? Ah, oh, shit, the rabbit he couldn't keep. God damn it. Oh. so we had this weird thing happen to yesterday where we brought in some cats to get spayed and we were hoping some of them were friendly enough to go into rescue and they weren't and one of them died on the operating table twice oh no and oddly they resuscitated it and then we're like what are we supposed to do we have this like animal on death's door that we have to now take to the vet, and like, I I mean, I guess I'm glad you saved this kitten's life, but also, what are we supposed to do? We're not really equipped to deal with this dying animal. Is it all like fucked up and brain damaged? Uh, it's having a real hard time breathing. We got it into another rescue, <laughs> so 
yeah, it's at another rescue now, so it's going to have a better chance of survival now, but we were just like, maybe you should have just let this kitten die peacefully rather than being like, here you go, dying kitten. You just unsolved a problem. <laughs> like, all the shelters are full, people are giving away their pets, and we're spaying this one so no more are in yeah, existence, and, and one plus one equals three, bitches. Yeah. yeah. Well, how do you DNR a pet? <laughs> they did. They I mean, we did. I mean, they're supposed to, and so they they are they resuscitated it twice, and we're like, well, oh, I hope this kitten survives this now. Well, good news. My poem has absolutely nothing to do with dead kittens. <sighs> good. Just we've burned half the episode on that already. <laughs> on dead kittens, so we might like need this. a we might need a content warning on this for I'll, animal death. I'll content it. <laughs> <laughs> well, today I am reading The Man in the Iron Pale Mask. Oh, this is cute. He's the man in the iron pale mask. He can do the most difficult task. He can duel. He can joust. He can charge. He can chase. He can climb. He can rhyme. He can wrestle and race. He'll show you his courage, but never his face, no matter how often you ask. He's the brave and the fearless the usually tearless man in the iron pale mask. And there's a little boy wearing overalls with a wooden sword and has a big bucket on his head. And if you'll notice that there's a little droplet coming up. One tear. One tear. One single solitary tear falling from the mask. (laughs) It is a cute poem. Uh, I chose this one just because I realized that some of our listeners might not be familiar with the uh, 1998 Leonardo DiCaprio magnum opus, The Man in the Iron Mask. I watched the hell out of that because I was super into Leonardo DiCaprio at that point in my life. (laughs) The funny thing, I remember seeing it a lot too. I think, I don't remember my sister being like really into him, but I think my grandmother might have just had like a VHS of it. I only saw it once, but in theaters. I remember seeing it probably a dozen times. Hmm. And it was also my first intro into like who Gerard Depardieu was. And that I don't know who was... that is. Oh, he's a French actor in his younger days. He is this dude is a fucking tire fire. I loved I love just thinking about Gerard Depardieu. So he's French, but he's like Pepe Le Pew French. <laughs> like he, he is doing the country no favors he should never be an ambassador for anything because when he was younger he was attractive in kind of a strange way like his his face has kind of bizarre proportions and he played Cyrano de Bergerac at one point but that was when he was younger he hasn't been young in about 30 years and all he did was swell to just colossal proportions. And uh, he brags about the amount of wine he can drink, which is rumored to be about four to six bottles a day. And recently he celebrated Russian citizenship because he's a great big fan of Putin. And he has, and he has a whole, just a whole litany of scandals about like uh, lots of sexual harassment, lots of sexual assault. At one point he got No wonder he in- likes Putin. Yeah, at one point he got drunk in like first class on an airplane and pissed everywhere. 
Not like his pants, like just took out his dick and just started peeing. <laughs> He's a cool dude. Uh, uh. And what did he play in one, that movie? He played Porthos, one of the three musketeers. Is he the one and who has his dick out a lot of the time? Well, he's the he's the larger one. He's yeah, he's the one with his dick out a lot of the time. I remember that was my first introduction to the idea of sucking on women's adult women's breasts when you're an adult male. Really? I think so. Because he was this like might... he was talking about how much he enjoyed that, and like if you kill yourself, then you'll never get to do that again. And I was just like, what? This is something people are really into. Okay. I might have just realized my subconscious fascination with this movie. Something about a plump tit or teat sucking on a plump tip or a plump tit teat between your teeth or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. I just remember Teats being like... between your teeth. <laughs> I just kind of remember being like, oh, I guess that's a thing people do. That fucking movie was all over the place, man. Look at this. This is a stacked cast. So we've got Leo DiCaprio, Jeremy Irons, John Malkovich, Gerard Depardieu, and Gabriel Byrne. Also Hugh Laurie for whatever reason. God, that was a disaster. And that was right after Leo did Titanic. And so everyone expected good things from that movie, and we did not get them. Well, I got lots of Leonardo DiCaprio, so I got what I wanted out of it. Yeah, I love that bit where they take the mask off and his hair is all plastered to his face. And yeah, like that, a gremlin. that was interesting because I was like, whoa, they made him unattractive. Well, the for <laughs> our listeners who should never see this movie, this is not our sister podcast, so I should <laughs> kind of divert into something that isn't right. that. Anyway, Leo DiCaprio plays the titular man in the Iron Mask. And in the world of this movie, the man in the Iron Mask is imprisoned under a pseudonym or under no name uh, in the Bastille under the reign of King Louis XIV in late 1600s France. The crux of the film is that he's the twin brother of Louis XIV and is the rightful heir to the throne, and so they have to lock, lock him up with the mask on so that no one can ever find out his identity. Yeah. It is... Very con- And for some reason, the three musketeers have to help him out, but one of the musketeers, oh, but only one of them is still a good guy. It's a fucking weird Also, movie, one man. of them is the one that put him in the prison to begin with. Yeah, because wasn't he like, he, I don't, I don't fucking remember. Yeah. Like his illegitimate twins? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's Illegitimate dumb. twins? One's legit. Illegitimate twins. <laughs> he knocks up the queen with twins, and then one of them goes power mad. Fuck! This is Game of Thrones all over again. Let's start writing the. This is this is now a writers' room podcast. Uh, we're pitching the uh, spinoff of Game of Thrones. Wait, I thought uh, we Leonardo. were. I thought we were rehashing an old movie. Yeah, we were, but it's it's evolved now. Okay. Now we have. Okay, let's. Okay, we're gonna pitch this. We've got Gerard Depardieu, and he's impregnating Putin's wife with twins. Okay. And they then have to take over what has re become the USSR. I wonder how confusing this would be to try to explain to Shell. Hey, Shell, you remember that cute little poem you wrote about nothing? <laughs> well, let me tell you about a French actor. <laughs> I don't think that would be hard for him to understand. I don't think like a weird French actor would be difficult. I think a lot of the so, more of the world politics might be a little harder. Yeah. There was a real man in the Iron Mask, but the cool thing about him is that no one knows who he was. Right. And, and in the movie, you just see like the... Uh, the entry the book the entry in the, yeah. the records he was in prison during the reign of king louis the 14th and he under the pseudonym <laughs> eustache dogger 
which is definitely a real name that someone has somewhere. <laughs> no name McHoosits. And he <laughs> it feels like a it feels like something that the narrator on SpongeBob would say. No name McHoosits. Anyway. <laughs> And his cell was supposed to be this one specific way with like two doors leading into it so no one could hear what he could say or what he had to say and he was to be killed if he said anything. But a lot of that is just mystique. And what really happened was he kind of served as like a valet around the prison. And so he might have been in service to another important person who was actually imprisoned at the time because their valets were just basically imprisoned with them. And as it turns out, the Iron Mask thing is probably overblown. When he was arrested, he was probably taken to the prison in like a velvet mask. But an Iron Mask just sounded way cooler because he was arrested on orders from Louis XIV. And that's huh. kind of a big deal. But huh. And uh, no, he died in prison and they think they found his grave but it was the name on the grave was a misspelled version of another guy who was actually in the prison that they knew about who was an italian ambassador who pissed somebody off and so really we have absolutely no idea who this guy was and that's what makes for a good mystery yeah i'm pretty sure i put a bucket on my head at some point and pretended to be a knight or Darth Vader, or something, but it was probably a plastic bucket. I know I did, and I remember it was one of the plastic Halloween buckets that you got from McDonald's, and I remember being aggravated that I couldn't pull it down over my head. Like, it sort of sat on top of mushroom cap. Yeah, yeah, it's annoying like that. (laughs) It's annoying like these These buckets that haven't been made for, like, ten years. Uh, but yeah, that's I, a problem, Russ. But also, like uh, the other problem with that bucket is that when you put it on your head, the face would be upside down. Yeah, but that's even scarier. Eh, I mean... Upside down pumpkin? Yeah, it would have been scarier if it didn't make it even more apparent that it was just some weird bucket that, like, balanced on the top of your head. Never mind the fact that you're wearing a chin strap like the fucking beef eaters or whoever. <laughs> yeah. Was... Wait, the beef eaters have hats. What's the name of the big stupid queen guards that have the big thing that can tear your head off? Don't they also have hats? Well, you know, you know what I learned about those. You know, I'm talking about the big stupid ones. Like the beef okay. eaters have kind of like tricorn hats. Okay. You know, I think they're just always just referred to as the queen's guard. Yeah, them's. You know what I learned about? I think this is on a QI, but I learned that the, the their big dumb hats, they wear them under their lip and not their chin because if they get them smacked, they'll tear their head off. These hats are apparently real heavy. And instead of just getting a different hat, they're like, well, we'll just wear them stupid. God save the fucking queen indeed. She's dead. Yeah, thanks, God. Well done <laughs> on that one. They sang at you for a hundred years and then you had to go and kill that mother of inbreds. Wait, she was inbred too. Yeah, fucking blue bloods. Yeah, that's what happens when you're really inbred. <laughs> Your blood turns blue. Bunch of cousin fuckers. <laughs> she was too. I mean, the, I mean, she, her, she yeah. did fuck her cousin. Hmm. Was she married? Was she married to her cousin, or was that just all the way back at Queen Victoria? Because I know Queen Victoria. No, was... it was Philip. Philip was cousin to Queen Elizabeth II. Here, let's look up the. Let's look oh, up the tree. okay. Here's a family tree. But it looks like spaghetti. It's just a straight line. Prince Philip was related to Queen Victoria as a 
great great grandson through his maternal side and his future wife was related to the same queen okay. through her paternal family so yes cousins okay fucking cousin fuckers <laughs> i remember looking through 23 and me and when i first got a lot of detailed results and i remember finding somebody who was genetically related to my sister on both my mother and father's side and being like that's really interesting somewhere in all of this somebody related to my dad and someone related to my mother also had a kid was it genghis khan genghis khan fucked everybody yeah i know but i'm really confused because i'm like because these like i could see that on the chromosomes that like they had they related to they were related to both my mother and my father but if it were genghis khan Oh, I guess if you said, I don't know, it would be, anyway, it would be, it would be impossible to determine. And they were only related to my sister that way, the, because I didn't have that same genetic makeup uh, that had that magic combination. As Patton Oswalt said, there's trees related to Genghis Khan. Yeah. <laughs> have you heard the song Genghis Khan by, I think it's Mike Snow. I've heard Genghis Khan. What's that? <laughs> no you know that song no i don't know it <laughs> you're in for a fucking treat okay i think this was a eurovision one year it was eurovision okay so this was west germany's entry in eurovision 1979 all right send it to me <laughs> This is only slightly familiar. Well, there you go. You like the yellow face? I think that really makes it. Yeah, this is strange. Okay, my turn. When I was at the elementary school in Japan, we used to have a Raggio Taiso to that song. That's a beat, that is. Is this Mike Snow or Mike Snow? Uh, uh, I assume it's Mike Snow. And is he the is is he the bald guy playing the Blofeld role? I assume so. This is distressing me because he looks unnervingly like me. <laughs> like if I just put a little gold piece of shit on my face, like I've got, like it's. And oh, also, I'm wearing weird glasses today. So. Yeah, it's too bad this isn't like this wasn't a recently released song. Otherwise, it would be an excellent Halloween costume for you. Yeah. Well, do you have any uplifting thoughts to leave our listeners with? Kim, I don't know how he arrived at Genghis Khan from Man in the Iron Pale Mask, but we were talking about relatives from your sister. I said everyone's related to Genghis Khan. Yeah, we were talking about relatives because we were talking, talking about, about the royalty, progeny of right. Louis the Fifth. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we we're on royalty, and that's how we it's ended like up at Genghis Khan. This is how GT brains work. <sighs> uh, do I have any uplifting thoughts? Well, we weren't very depressing today, but that's hey, uh, true. The wine I am drinking is a rosé, and it came in the most beautiful glass bottle. Oh. And I don't know what I would do with the bottle except put like some long stemmed single rose in it. Well, you could make a cheese board out of it. If I wanted to flatten it, and but to do that, I'd have to like heat it really hot. And I don't think I have the ability to heat things that hot. 
You live in Portland. There's like 85 people on your block that know how to do this shit. I think if it's a bottle, it's pretty. It's pretty as a <laughs> bottle. It's not pretty as a glass lump that you're squishing. <laughs> <laughs>